0: Welcome to Bitstorm, a comedy game design podcast by two guys who know nothing about comedy nor game design. I'm Ben Slinger, and with me, as always, is Trevor Scott. Hello. Hello. We're trying something a little new this week. I can see Trevor on my screen. We're doing some video chat. Um... Usually we just have our lovely voices in each other's ears, but we decided to get our faces faces going.
1: We can wave at each other. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> anyway, welcome to episode, I believe, 110 of Bitstorm. Uh, I think we're just going to go ahead and do some click pitch.
1: Yep. Just Let's some just do some regular single word click pitch, I think. Click pitch.
0: Regular, regular old click pitch. We've done it. Many times before, but for those who might just be joining us, Trevor, why don't you tell them about what Clickpitch is?
1: Clickpitch is a game where we've each got a random word generator in front of us on the count of three, two, one. We're going to click refresh, get our words and not look at Ben while he's making faces <laughs> at me on the camera. <laughs> uh, get, a, get our words, mash them together, create a, um, create a game design idea.
0: That's why we're here.
1: And then we'll throw it out and try it again.
0: I'm going to put this pen do down it.
1: and stop playing with it.
0: <laughs> we do it until we find the one game that we've been searching for. I think that's been our goal for the last 110 episodes. Maybe we still we'll, haven't reached it. Maybe
1: we'll find it at episode 999,
0: just before we hit 1,000. Do you think that's your prediction? Jesus. That's, uh, well, all right, I'll see you in, I don't know, tw- uh, what? How many is 50? No, 20? I don't know. I'm not math good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's uh, three, two, one, click. Three, two, one, click. Wand. Hell. Oh, <laughs> the hell wand. <laughs> um,
1: I- I'm seeing this as like a, a game where turns out the devil has always been like a wizard and he's um actually lost his wand someone's someone's actually stolen the wand and now it's like a race between heaven and hell to try and find this wand
0: so okay so so the devil is a wizard yep can we can we dive into that a bit more like how so instead of instead of him being a fallen angel he's some sort of dark wizard um I,
1: th- Is I think it like
0: an alternate version of the of the mi- heaven hell mythology.
1: Yeah, I think it's an alternate version of the heaven hell mythology. People just thought that it was like magical, you know, wing winged creatures and all this sort of stuff because you know that was the stories past and through time. But mm-hmm. what that, what the angels actually were are just powerful witches and warlocks and like D and D style. <laughs>
0: I, I like the idea that he's not actually all that evil. He's just... Like, I'd put him on, you know, again, if we, if you're talking D&D, he's, uh, like, chaotic neutral or something, something, right? Like, but he's he's been locked away or he's locked himself away for these millennia, you know, developing his spells and maybe he's trying to break his way out. But it's... Yeah, like I like the idea that he's just this sort of curmudgeonly old wizard who's sort of done some bad shit in his past. <laughs> but but not not maliciously. He's just like really reckless and chaotic with his magic. Well, when you think about it, like
1: the the whole mythology of of Satan or Lucifer or or whoever, Beelzebub, th- they they're not really talking about a guy who's done a whole heap of evil stuff. They're talking about a guy who looks after the people who have done all the evil stuff and he tortures the people who have done all the evil stuff. So the whole idea about, yes, he's the king of hell, but hell's only bad because of all the people that are in it. Like, if...
0: And all, yeah, and all the torturing that's going on.
1: And all the torturing. Um, They're torturing people who deserve it. Supposedly. So, um, he's just, he's just, um, like perception people people's perception of of satan or lucifer is that yeah. he's this big evil guy and he's just this this super powerful um wizard who um didn't like something that god said got sent down well, to wait, hell to god's look a after wizard. god's
0: a wizard too though
1: right yeah but he's an even more powerful god's good he he's sort of like the saruman sort of sort of level and, and I'm thinking the Lucifer is like the is like the Gandalf or <laughs> taking the your Lord of the Rings. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and who's the Dumbledore? If we're just gonna keep mixing up all our sources.
1: <laughs> so your Dumbledore, that's probably more of your your lesser wizards. Um so maybe Dumbledore uh, is like know. the the Archangel Gabriel or <laughs>
0: Well, no, okay, let's not go let's not go into that much of the mythology. I like the idea that generally God and Satan are wizards. Um what I kinda like is that again Satan is is just kind of this chaotic curmudgeonly old guy. They sent him down into the basement of the world Um because he was causing too much trouble. And they decided that like when people were doing bad shit on Earth They'd send down to Satan because he just... They figured he'd find something to do with them. And he just starts experimenting on them with all these spells. <laughs> um, so, like, to him, they're just test subjects. And if, 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 if you're not cool enough to hang out with God <laughs> and do all the cool <laughs> wizard shit up there, then you go down and you get experimented on by Satan. Yeah. So, given that backstory, How does his wand go missing? Does someone, like, steal it and escape hell? Or does he leave hell for the first time in, you know, thousands of years and and somehow it gets...
1: (laughs) I kind of like the idea of... It's sort of like the, you know, the Lucifer series by Neil Gaiman where, you know, Lucifer ends up back on Earth. But as soon as he, Mm -hmm. he ends up on Earth, he gets mugged and his wand gets taken straight away and
0: like he underestimates yeah yeah he underestimates
1: the fact that when he's on earth he's actually like just a normal mortal except for you know he can use magic and shit but um he just gets the shit kicked out of him and the one stolen (laughs) and um (laughs) and so now it's just a i'm I'm picturing almost like a um maybe a god of war style sort of um Mm. mystical battle um in which you're you're working your way up gradually, gradually powering yourself up through through collecting. Maybe it's uh, the souls of the bad people that he's sending, or something like that. Um, that's so, so leveling wait, him uh, up.
0: Who are you playing, Satan? Yeah, I think so. Okay, so you're playing Satan, trying to get his wand back.
1: Yeah, um, okay. I think this bad person who's taken the wand has basically started warping reality. So you. you when you're battling through New York, you start seeing some mystical sort of shit happening, Costs. and <laughs> oh, whatever, whatever fucking city you want, then. In the Lucifer series by Neil Ga- Neil Gaiman, it was Los Angeles, but I'm like, I just wanted to take it somewhere else that wasn't there, and I thought, what's an iconic city that gets totally fucked up quite easily?
0: <laughs> the American media media has washed our brains. Fine
1: then, it's Hobart. Anyway,
0: <laughs> that's just our go-to now when we need to not be in an American city, Hobart. Or uh, Sydney. Uh, <laughs> okay, I like that. I like that as a God of Warish sort of thing. And so what sort of, I guess you must have some innate powers, but is it that when you're in the mortal realm, like you're not used to using them there or you have to like rebuild them in some way? Like how are we going to do the whole bring you back to zero kind of trope of this powerful being to like to to make sure make this powerful being have to actually build stuff up
1: well i think i think um because he hasn't been on earth for many years and um he was just reliant on on all his um all his one powers like um what powers him up is basically souls souls of the of the dead if he he captures them and he can sort of harness them to to do magics and shit.
0: Okay, so that's also how he's become so powerful is like he was maybe just like a delinquent wizard beforehand and then they shoved him down in the basement and started sending people to him and over the millennia now he's learned how to transmute transmute Mm. their souls into magical energy. Okay, I like that. So so does he just start killing people?
1: Well, I'm thinking that Um, you get beings that are being transformed into... Beans? Beings being transformed by... by Can it be beans? No. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm thinking hellish sort of demonic, you know, creatures are are being thrown at you, and you find out later on in the game that it's actually the the guy who's got in charge of the wand has been converting, like... People into these into these demonic creatures, so the, whole, the souls that you've actually been capturing are sometimes good people and that sort of stuff, and that's when you can have right. like a maybe a breakdown sort of thing of you know you show that how
0: many like what? the the level of evil that you've
1: no, I am thinking absorbed. more um, a breakdown of you know he realizes that he's actually been you know absorbing the the souls of these of these maybe good people. Oh, and he has a it. breakdown. Yeah, he has a breakdown. And, and I starts- thought you were
0: saying it gives you a breakdown, like a statistical breakdown saying 13 you-
1: Christians.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, by religion, exactly. Uh, they're all wrong. I don't think anybody worships God as a fucking wizard like that. I guess he kind of looks like one in a but, lot
1: well, of- Well, I think this could, this could be, but- you know, he sort of gets um, at that point, you know, when he realises- you can go down, go down the path of now he starts, you know, harnessing the powers of the good and trying to convert these people back into.
0: Oh, that could be interesting because he's never had good people's souls to work with. Maybe he finds ways to to use that energy,
1: and it becomes an even more powerful energy. And he realizes,
0: oh, you could have, you could do some. I mean,
1: it's a redemption sort of arc. Of- but I
0: mean, I was going to say, typically for this sort of game, it's a fairly black and white moral dilemma but you could you could make it that the good soul stuff is more powerful and you know you at first you obviously just start getting it accidentally because you know good people are dying around you but you can make the choice later on it's like oh shit i could really use some more of that good stuff and you just start killing um, good
1: ca- people, kind of like in bioshock they had the yeah. the atom that you could harvest from the from the little sisters or you could you could save them and get a little bit less of it um yeah that whole moral quandary and you can sort of maybe have the two endings of you know the good ending is once once you find out what's been happening you can actually start um going down a different path of or you can just go full-on evil and and you know Still, yeah, still go and kill everything that you can, or you can go down yeah, the path yeah. of trying to save all these people.
0: Yeah, so you do get a breakdown then. <laughs> <laughs> um, X percent of good people killed. Uh, yeah, no, I like this. I really actually like the idea of a God of War style game in the style of the, mo- the most recent one, but set in like a city. Yeah. That's that, just that's- gradually being
1: perverted by this thing. So the further yeah, exactly. you go into it, like the more mystical and broken apart it becomes so yeah. by the time yeah. you get towards the end like the buildings are like floating land masses and all that sort of stuff you know it's sort of all broken maybe apart or maybe
0: and- just like yeah really sort of mutated and and you know jagged and hell because i love the idea of uh you know even uh not quite a um planet of the apes thing because you know where you are but just like the statue of liberty the top of the Statue of liberty just like morphed through another building and in, on its side, and you know, in the later levels, it's sort of all. Well, I'm, I'm sort of and-
1: imagining that one of the big bosses that you come up against is like the Statue of Liberty, that's been like. Oh, Ghostbusters Two style, yeah. yeah. Except it's it's evil this time. <laughs> <laughs> so when you take it out, then you can actually
0: crawl inside it and, and. Oh god! Oh, that'd be good. You get a big like mech level. You just stomp it around in the Statue of Liberty. I'd love it if you could like
1: knock it out. Um, like with a massive punch, it knocks over backwards. You get in it, and then the next level, um, you uh, you've got the uh, Statue of Liberty that are, that's continually walking, and the mo- the whole level's like moving around.
0: Oh, on on it, and you're you're like, inside lots-
1: it, and you've got like arms and that sort of stuff moving, and
0: that'd be cool. I love, yeah, I like the idea of seeing out like through the eyes and through cracks in it. Seeing the buildings going past and really getting that sense of yeah of how huge it is and it's like moving through the city and you, you're literally taking out all
1: these evil entities within within it that have basically yeah. given it power. In this in this case, if you start converting them, then the power comes over to good, and you know you can start getting control and say, "This is where my bo- my mobile base has to go next." <laughs>
0: Oh, and then it yeah. I like the idea that just early on, that just becomes your base. Then it's the center of operations. 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 They can
1: literally move around the city.
0: Yeah, or maybe to like make sure it doesn't uh, stomp on anyone, you just have it out in the like in the ocean or the river or whatever it is that's around Manhattan, (laughs) and it's just like moving around, just head above the water, torch above the water.
1: Yeah, (laughs) that's cool. (laughs) I like that.
0: All right. We got a lot out of that one. That was good. good.
1: Three, two, one, All click.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: Facility.
0: Humbug. Humbug.
1: Sounds very Christmassy.
0: Ah, humbug. Sounds, Sounds very, very Christmassy.
1: Christmassy.
0: Yeah. Well, it could just be a, a bug that hums. Well,
1: a humbug is also a quite often a hard-boiled lolly.
0: That mm, is true. I just saw that on...
1: Yeah. So... <laughs> We, we could think of, like, ooh, have we gone down this path before? A mm-hmm. Willy Wonka-style we, we
0: have done some sort of Willy Wonka thing. But that's not to say we can't do a different one. <laughs> yes.
1: Um, I, I kind of like the idea that this is maybe years down the track where Charlie's looking after it. Okay, and Charlie's getting old. He's sort of like the, at the same age that Willy Wonka was, and he realizes that the exact same thing has sort of happened again in the in the fact that you know he spent all his time on the on the chocolate factory, um,
0: right? And, and he didn't, didn't
1: actually you know have a family, have a family, like get married. Um, I'm picturing that maybe the Oompa Loompas are somewhat died out a little bit, like the because there were no female ones. Um- <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's, it's true, as far as we've seen. Um, in fact, in the Johnny Depp one, they were basically just all clones of one
1: one dude. Oompa Loompa. Um, so I kind of like the idea that they're they're like they're all clones of of the of the original Oompa Loompas but because you know how when you when you like copy a video off of off of a videotape it gets more degraded each time mm-hmm, the same thing mm-hmm. happens here in that they they just get stupider and stupider every every time they that you-
0: start looking more and more like michael keaton <laughs> <laughs> uh you know i like this i like this idea of what the like next generation of the chocolate factory would look like what Charlie has done with it over the decades. Yeah. Though I wonder if instead of him just not having had a family at all, I kind of like the idea of he got married but never had children. So he still doesn't have anyone to pass it on to. Yeah. But I like having the dynamic between him and his partner and, and like how yeah. they how they're dealing with it together and that sort of thing.
1: Or they found out after they after they um well, maybe what you can find out is they actually had a tragedy in which you know their their child died died early, so mm-hmm. it sort of put a put a bit of a fracture in their marriage and that sort of stuff. You can yeah. have like a little bit of animosity going on there and and you know something that's yeah, not really it's been not talked a perfect, about. And,
0: it's not a perfect marriage,
1: and it's not a perfect not a perfect factory anymore either. Like I'm picturing maybe a little bit of a little bit of stuff run down and so
0: yeah although i was also liking the idea of how um how it would look a bit more modern as well because
1: a little bit more sterile
0: yeah yeah because obviously if we go by the movie and i mean which which did a pretty good job of representing the book i feel um it was a pretty kind of it was filled with character right yes messy and kind of you know he was a bit of a mad scientist kind of kind of guy yeah but yeah i kind of like the idea that that charlie i keep i keep um, dancing around pronouns but i think it'd actually be really interesting if we make it a a same-sex relationship yeah Um, so charlie (laughs) and his husband um and maybe that's part of also why like the difficulty around kids and that sort of thing, like yeah. they, they either adopted tried and s- they adopted and then the child died or you know that
1: I-, I think it's it was an accident in the factory that happened. Um I Ooh, like yeah. I like the idea that the um the husband is actually like the the inventor this time. And Charlie's more the marketing sort of guy, so um
0: yeah well, and more of the engineer maybe yeah um it, well in that in that he's more uh sort of clinical and and specific about it, whereas his husband is is more creative and yeah more inventive and coming up with new candies and new chocolate and yeah. and that sort of thing and and then Charlie helps him bring that to life. But it's in a very regimented way, and that is why now the factory is—I mean, I guess I guess closer to a normal factory. Except you still get all these elements of of wonder in there, just because that's necessary to make the types of things that Wonka makes.
1: Now, did you ever did you ever read Charlie in the or Charlie and the, Great the, Great the Great Glass, Glass, Glass Elevator elevator um, yes, where they went yes. to went to the space station and all that sort of stuff? I yeah. like the idea that...
0: M- and met the Vermicious canids. Yes.
1: I like the idea that the <laughs> Vermicious canids were, like, so... Um, so traumatising to him that, like, his, his psyche broke a little bit. Like, um, I like the idea of, oh, what, a- what about that great glass elevator? And he just sort of... He gets a bit... Um, tenses ten- up. And- tenses up and basically says... Do not go anywhere near that, and just ch- the whole demeanor changes, and then he gets, then he gets all light and fluffy again. Um, I kind of yeah. like the idea of this dark past of um, maybe it was a, and that's how Willy uh, Willie Wonka actually died. Like he died in a vicious Canid attack in re- retaliation for, for um, right, you know, so what they like- did in Great Galata, Salvador,
0: yeah. Um, yeah, okay, I like that, I like that So what's the gameplay? Um, what is this game? Because we've come up with a cool world, like, sequel
1: So I like the idea of you play Charlie Okay Taking these kids through the
0: factory And Ooh, okay, so Alright, and- so you were sort of mirroring the original story but in this completely new context, I like that.
1: Yes, yeah, it's, it's on the other side in showing that you know he's really trying to trying to get these kids all the way through. I think it's mm. in in almost a um, it's almost a jigsaw style style thing in 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 the fact <laughs> that um, you know the each each one of these each one of these rooms are a test for one of the kids and charlie really wants these kids to make it through and you can sort of help them get through but if they if you know by what you sort of say in the dialogue and that sort of stuff you can Mm. you can push them you got to test them in certain ways but if you push them too hard then they'll actually go and do the thing that you didn't want them to do which is
0: yeah drink from drink from the chocolate
1: river or or you know try to well yeah
0: we gotta we gotta come up with new ones right
1: um, I think you got a, a couple of the same ones, but you've also got like. Um-
0: well, I think I think it can be the same vices, right? Because they were yep. all around
1: gluttony, you know.
0: I mean, yep. yeah, gluttony, greed. Yeah, like Veruca Salt was just greedy, and I mean, chewing gum—that's <laughs> yep. really the only thing that Violet did wrong. Yep. was want to chew gum. Mike TV was just reckless, I guess. Yeah, yeah. When I cut, when I think about it, it wasn't actually really solving any, you know, or teaching any lessons of, about most, you know, any any real problems with their personalities as such. Except, I mean, except for a Salt, and I guess to a degree. Um, what's the uh, Augustus Gloop? Gloop, such a good name. Um, so, yeah, like, so you're thinking point and click, basically.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm thinking point and click with, um, the first part of the game is you setting up. Okay. Um, here's, here's the route that we're going to take through the factory. And then.
0: Oh, to that degree. Well, I can't, if we're really going with the story side of things, I think, I feel like it should be mostly linear. I guess you could set up the route and just have it happen in different ways and have some. Have some different conversation options depending on which kids are left. Yeah, uh, but I like the idea of of starting it like the opening scene is the kids coming in, but then we oh, do yeah. flash. But then we do, do flashbacks. flashbacks. Yep. to Charlie and his husband like discussing it, like how are they going to do it? Like why is he doing this again? Um, you know what is he trying to get out of?
1: Uh, you have a flashback to, you know, when Charlie actually won the competition. And you you see Willy Wonka sort of taking him through and and all the things that happen afterwards just after that and and then you know sort of coming back into the present and uh, like the idea of going into um, Charlie's face as a kid doing that sort of aging sort of sort of yeah, um, like change on the face and, so. and then going back yep. out as he's now you know basically the Willy Wonka.
0: Well, so I like the idea then, though, that it it zooms back out and you see the factory working completely smoothly around him, but it's sterile, like we were talking about. And the reason for doing this is that he's he's realized, and maybe the factory's failing, he's realized that the reason it's failing is because he's gone too far away from the joy that. Wonka brought into his products, yeah. right, and his it, factory.
1: And um, basically, you you go in, you go into that room with the with the chocolate river, and there's literally just like a small little chocolate river, and there's no none of the greenery around. It's all like white and
0: yeah, and, and everyone's s- in
1: somewhat sterile and um, you know, ha- has lost some of that magic. Yeah. Um, I do like the idea that Charlie's changed his name to Charlie Wonka. Um,
0: Charles, Charles Wonka Yeah He's grown up, you see He's not Charlie anymore So Charles Wonka
1: <laughs> um, I just like the idea and that he changed the, his name uh, because of um, because of the whole You know, I suppose in, to, to get the brand going and, and have it as Wonka Wonka chocolate. So you don't want to call it stuff.
0: Bucket ch- Bucket chocolate. Yeah <laughs> <laughs> either bucket owed chocolate
1: wonka factory or charlie's chocolates you know yeah the alliteration on, well on maybe CC the husband's name
0: starts with a w maybe it's like wally Wonka, mm. <laughs> wilfred <laughs> Will it, wilfred but then it'd still be willie but yeah i i like that that it's like because because Wonka passing it on was sort of all about passing to someone who he could trust and who would be responsible yeah. with the factory. But Charlie took that so seriously, particularly, yeah, after, after Wonka's death and then even more so after the death of their child, which was maybe in a- yeah, like you said, maybe they drowned in the fucking Chocolate River or something. Like, maybe they had an accident in the factory with one of the f- sort of wondrous things that are there- because um, the factory is no place for a, you know a six-year-old or something you know whatever, and and after that he really just like oh, shut you, it you all down. You know what I would, and, and made it completely safe.
1: It was actually, um, you know, he thought, oh, th- this was really great when I was a kid. He gave him some of the fizzy lifting drinks. Oh god! And yeah. it didn't work on the kid, and the or or the kid you know, didn't, wasn't able to burn and went through the fan.
0: Oh, God. (laughs) Gross. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, in the books, at least, definitely one of the Oompa Loompas just went into orbit because Mm. they... They They had fizzy lifting drinks, yep. Yeah. All right, so, and so, yeah, I guess the point is that this time it's going the other way. Like, he's realised that that he needs someone that's got that wonder and joy that Wonka had into adulthood. Mm. And so he gets more teenagers in and he's looking for the teenager who exhibits that, you know? Yeah. And so I think it is like you've got the teenager who doesn't get off their phone and maybe you teach them a lesson about, you know, not looking where they're going or paying attention to what's happening around them or something. You've got the kid who won't stop doing parkour. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You've got the... The kid who
1: won't stop talking about Fortnite.
0: <laughs> yeah, you've got the kid who... You've got the... One of the lessons is just like, don't ever fucking dab again. <laughs> like... Just like just like bubblegum was the bad habit in the first one, dabbing. They, every time this kid does something, he dabs... And it's just like eventually, he, it's something he takes his arms off. I don't
1: know. I, I like the idea that Charlie's getting like a gradual twitch every time that he, he sees <laughs> he sees the dab. He's just like <laughs> you know, he just can't kind of stop his eye from from blinking. He just sort of covers it and just sort of rubs it in a bit and goes, "Okay." <laughs> Finally, just pushes the kid into the into the river. <laughs>
0: You know what? This should, I, you know what? I we've never done this before. I don't think. I, I feel like maybe this should be an FMV game,
1: a full motion video game. Jesus Christ! Yeah,
0: I don't know. I feel like just you were talking about some real sort of acting and stuff there. And I'm like, oh, maybe we should just like, this or is just, just like a branching and- story. Yeah, I know, but I don't know. There's no, something you know to know what We need FMV. We, we we need the AI actors <laughs> from, last <week's> episode. <laughs> from last week. From last <laughs> week. This is their first movie, uh, the sequel. Charlie's-, Charlie's Chocolate Factory.
1: Yeah, so I, I kind of like the idea that um, Charlie maybe goes a little bit crazy throughout. Like, you-, you actually find out that he's set up some of these traps to to sort of, like, they're a little <laughs> bit more lethal this time. Than, um- oh,
0: God. Well, and there aren't any... If there aren't any or enough Oompa around to save them either, like, to take them yeah. away and whatever, like, do their magic.
1: It, one of them it gets sent down to the furnace and he goes, okay, so that's only, it only gets fired up on Thursdays. And it's like, it is Thursday. Oh, shit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Send the Oompa Loompas down. Oh, shit, they're all dead. Um, Fuck. Uh, I'm sorry, ma'am. <laughs> your your daughter has been incinerated. <laughs> you can have a yeah, lifetime the, the door supply opens of up and you hear the
1: screaming it's like oh my god it burns and shots again <laughs> <laughs> oh god
0: started to turn it into a real horror game yeah, 3, 2, 1 click um, <laughs> well I ju- let's just let's just wrap it up with I think narratively I don't know if we do go full horror but I do like the idea of yeah like testing these kids and, and the discussions with Char- like between Charlie and his husband and they sort of they make up because they, you know, they they have drifted apart since the death of their child. But
1: I'm just they wondering help, they help each other through
0: the whole throughout the whole tour and and I don't know find a new adoptive daughter or something. Yeah, to give
1: I, I'm just wondering with, whether the term. um like because they've got the cloning technology, whether they've actually tried cloning their um their Themselves. son or their son or daughter.
0: Right. whether but it only whether, works on Oompa Loompas
1: Whether Charlie's been trying to do it and and so, so, oh so, God, you so see they just
0: go into one room and there's the all <laughs> these like misshapen Kill half me. <laughs> <laughs> half gestated clones. Alright, now three, two, one click. Yep. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Masquerade.
0: Replacing.
1: Hmm. Okay,
0: I could see this is some sort of infiltration game, or spy spy sort of situation.
1: Yeah, you having okay. to
0: like because people at a masquerade ball kind of thing, or or in costume in general.
1: I I can sort of see this as a. Um, I'm sort of thinking either Russian spies or it's um, maybe alien um, that are coming in and trying to replace people at this masquerade ball with with their own agents slash um people so you're basically (laughs) trying to go through and
0: (laughs) so i just i just had the idea that it yeah it's body snatching aliens and they come down to earth but the first like house they go into is having a masquerade party so they think that's what we look like and they start morphing into those shapes oh god and so it's they, they they become these humanoid things with these like long noses and feathers coming out the side, and I don't know one person showed up dressed as fucking the um grimace because they didn't realize it was a fancy masquerade party, they just thought it was a costume party, <laughs> and that was the first character I could think of
1: uh- <laughs> maybe because if you if you were looking at our previous conversation, you saw a grimace. Photo no, I did uh, <laughs> I, I didn't. That I didn't.
0: Today. But I just—that uh, was the, what came to mind. Actually, what first came to mind was Big Bird, but then I thought that was too much like just the masquerade things. Anyway, I wanted something different. Yeah. So actually, they're really obvious. Yep. But maybe they actually come in peace. Like if they're not here till Like they—they they are trying to infiltrate us, but we're just like, uh, you're an alien. <laughs> like we know <laughs> you're not human. You don't actually look like us, and like they can't change once they've. Well, they can only change one. You know, they have to build up enough energy in their little. You know, um, so <laughs> do you play the aliens? Maybe, maybe.
1: And so, you you come down. You you see the masquerade ball, and you 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 know choose choose different people to to basically sample and and become. You know, look like that. That particular person. Well, I don't
0: think you have to sample them in that. I think it's literally on site. Um, yeah. Like you scan, you scan them. You've got some sort of visual scanner, but of course, like your your face is still made out of flesh.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, what I like though is that's only the first level. The rest of the levels are now okay. You chose what you're looking like for the rest of the game, <laughs> and so if if you happen to choose the the person with like the the um the phantom mask, you know yeah. you're, you're probably better off than if you chose the person with the extremely long nose and and the feathers and
0: yeah. yeah. I kind of
1: like the idea that they don't know about clothes, so um, yeah,
0: they just build them into their like their skin and f- like it's made of skin and feathers and <laughs> fingernails and <laughs> Oh
1: god. I'm picturing uh-huh. like this this uh, swishy sort of skirt that this alien's got on and it's like Yeah, that's all just flesh. I don't know why these why these humans do this and then they see they see that particular the human scene. the next day it's like ah so- oh, yeah, we kind of fucked up.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I love that I love that they're just these bumbling aliens. They just didn't do enough research. So, what's the... Because I kind of like the I- whole idea then, the whole game kind of revolving around the fact that, well, now everyone knows there are aliens here and you can't infiltrate them. So, is it like diplomacy and stuff? Like, what is what are these aliens trying to do now? Or have they just assimilated? Are they just like trying to live there? looking like that. <laughs> so, is,
1: is it sort of like Coneheads where that ended up if you remember that film?
0: Uh, vaguely, I don't really remember what happened at the end.
1: Yeah, but pretty pretty much what actually happened is they came to Earth. They had the big cone heads and yeah. and they basically they tried to assimilate into culture and just didn't really care what they looked like. They they started going to school and all this sort of stuff, but then right. they ended up having to go back to their their planet because they were like fugitives from their planet and finally they I got, could, to, got to I could see
0: it. this almost as like a visual novel style just uh you know not even an inventory based point and click but purely a dialogue based point and click but yeah. I think 3d and yeah like so you can get the full brunt of this body that you've chosen and yeah you basically do get, maybe you're just a single alien then maybe it's just one alien rather than a group of aliens yeah or, or maybe a few. I don't know. Like a fa- like similar to kind Heads. Maybe it's like a family of aliens, and yeah, they all they all pick one of the guests, and and, <laughs> and you're just, the youngest like, child. Morph grotesquely, yeah, into uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm just looking at some like masquerade masks here, and like some of them have big horns, and obviously most of them cover the eyes, so they're going to have definitely weird markings and protrusions around their eye area. Yeah. But yeah, noses and feathers and I really, I really want to see a 3d artist, like put that together. <laughs> it's <With some> a great <laughs> subsurface scattering all over it to make it really look like skin. Oh. Um, get that cartilage in the nose feeling right. You know,
1: I, I can I can see like a fight breaking out and like you know, they get punched in the mask area and oh. like green green blood starts trickling down from the mask and it's like, Oh, it's actually part of their face <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Well not to mention that, not like not to mention the rest of their body if they're basically like have a tuxedo melded into their skin. Yep. Um they're just nude
1: all the time. They're nude all the time. It just looks like they're clothed. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right. Three, two, one, Clay. Yeah. Calculation. Graphite. Hmm. So you use a pencil. You are a pencil. Ooh. Okay you're a, so, you're a scientist in a world of office supplies <laughs> <laughs> and
1: you use your butt which yeah. is <laughs> you use a, <laughs> which, you which use is a the tiny human
0: <laughs> you use a tiny human to do your calculations no i, I
1: like the like the idea that like the um, the entire pencil like legs are coming off just um, like the eraser part is like where the head is and okay the butt is is where the um where the grey lead part is. So I'm just mm-hmm. picturing like this graphic of of him, like grinding out like words and calculations and stuff. <laughs>
0: and oh, totally. just squat
1: down a bit just to grind out like. And he six has to do like
0: plus five. <laughs> he has to do an he has to do an ellipses and he just starts twerking. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm picturing this as, as like a um. A Toy Story, but for but for stationery.
0: Yeah, well, look, let's. We've done very sort of narrative-heavy point-and-click games so far this episode. Maybe this is more of a like an action-based sort of thing where drawing with your butt is sort of part of the gameplay. So, like, maybe you you know, you're running and you hold down right trigger to crouch, and you'll start leaving a line behind you, Uh, and, and maybe that's. You know, maybe that blocks thing blocks things, or maybe it. I don't know. I don't know what you're doing with the lines, but
1: Um, yeah, I do like the idea of an action adventure. I like the idea of being able to to like maybe what you're going up against is um, evil erasers.
0: Evil erasers.
1: Yeah. So maybe. Well, you're 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 one of one of these. Yeah, I kind of like the idea that it's erasers because. He's um, rare in this world in the fact that he's part a razor. in the fact that you know he's got an eraser okay. on his head, so he's got that uh, so sort he's of. He's a half breed. In this world, um, pencils he's with a rub- erasers a are rub- very rare.
0: He's a rub blood.
1: Yep, <laughs> <laughs> rub blood. <laughs> um, and I think um, the sequel can can literally be where ink comes in and.
0: Oh, know, okay. That influence. really screws things up.
1: Alright. So you know, having having to fight up fight off against um, erasers, one of the things that erasers have to do is like rub out graphite whenever whenever yeah. you sort of do it so well, you can okay, okay. sort of use Maybe. graphite as you put put some graphite down on the ground and hide, and it's sort of like a stealth Sort of thing that you're hiding behind okay, a corner, Your like razors come up, start rubbing it out, and you can sort of sneak off and and create okay, another. But, but mate, I was
0: also thinking that, uh, and I don't know if this is if we make this science based alternative to some sort of magic. But I like the idea that drawing certain symbols on the ground will cast, will like cast attacks. Um. So you know, if you if you manage to draw a circle around an eraser, like it does. Sort of an area of, area of effect in that circle, or if you draw a fucking pentagram, mm-hmm. you know you've got a powerful attack or a power up or something. But yeah, I do like that idea of, of also leaving a trail of graphite behind to to lead them somewhere where you can take them out.
1: Yeah, so you That's- can lead them into like an like a trap that you've you've got set up of a trap of knives or something like that. You just happen to run yeah, this brain white line all the way into what takes,
0: this. Uh, what takes out erasers? I guess just stabbing, stabbing, stabbing stabby, stabby. Yep. Uh-huh.
1: Scissors, gun. scissors take them out pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of like the idea that erasers used to be, um, be sort of like a subservient sort of, you oh, know, they, okay. but they've sort of, uh, um, risen up in the, in the recent, recent, um, past. so okay. they realize that they, so they actually to, have so all the power. As a,
0: so, as a pencil, you're trying to oppress the downtrodden.
1: Um, <laughs> no, I, I think I think you you've been uh, sort of ostracized because you're you're halfway between both of them, uh, halfway between a pencil and a razor because you've got an razor head. Um, <laughs> yeah, I can't like the idea of it being like a razor head <laughs> like that's your character's name
0: that's your character's name and everyone's just like wait like the mo- no no just i mean look i have an eraser for her
1: um so you get ostracized by pens erasers hate you as well the what's actually happened is pen uh, pencils used to be um you know not not king of the hill but you know they they sort of treated everyone they came first yeah they, yeah, they, were they like came first they treated everyone with respect but then the racists realised that they had the real power because they could rub out everything so they right. they sort of oppressed the pencils and and you're uh, going okay. on, you're going on a journey trying to trying to not necessarily restore the balance but you know trying to
0: mend relations in some way
1: mend relations in the fact that you're on both sides you know you- so by
0: by killing a lot of erasers <laughs>
1: <laughs> um I'm thinking that there's some evil erasers that you gotta take out, but the majority of them you ch- they're just trying to get along and
0: Which we're, ju- we're going very deep on story again. Yeah, I know. It's Every- fine. I like the idea of it. Uh but my gameplay thing was uh I-, I think you know obviously you need to find pencil sharpeners too, right? Like you've got a certain yeah. amount You of- can break a lead. Oh you can break a lead if you hit the button too hard. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, I think I think um, depending on what you're drawing on, like if it's something sort of say rocky on the ground, you can actually, you know, you got to be very careful to not yeah. get any um, horizontal force on onto the lead. Otherwise, you'll break it and you'll gradually wind down yourself. Now, you've <laughs> only got a certain l- limited um, amount of amount of lead, and the the smaller like the that you get. That-
0: in a very cartoony way, he just, like, yanks his legs up a bit higher so that oh, he yeah. can, so it, his whole it body goes down. Sort of,
1: always sort of sits, um, yeah. you know, so that he this- doesn't have to crouch down too far.
0: <laughs> it just... Uh, okay, I-, I, like this. I like this a lot from a gameplay point of view, especially. Uh, I'm trying to think of what other uses there could be to- that you really have to use the pencil a lot. I guess just sort of puzzles in the in the in the area. Maybe you have to like connect circuits together and stuff. Yeah, like, I was just
1: thinking because graphite can be somewhat um, conductive. Conductive. That. Yeah. Um. You know, you can connect connect different circuits together, and and you can have some puzzle solving elements in in some
0: parts. Hmm. Or maybe you just have to write words like or draw symbols or something to like get past a certain bit or fi- figure out what symbol you need to draw. Yeah,
1: so I, I think having having this sort of thing where you know depending on the sort of fights that you're going into, um, there's certain times that you're going to be cut down quite have like a, a big bunch of yourself um, sort of cut yeah. off or broken um, that you got to like re re sharpen and all of a sudden you know you're you're down half an <laughs> inch. Um,
0: so I mean, pencils can't regrow so like is this do you literally have a limited amount of graphite for the entire game
1: yeah but i think i think we're very lenient on
0: you fudge it a bit yeah
1: yeah you fudge it a bit in the fact that you know um you get down towards the end and you realize that doesn't matter how many times you sharpen you are never actually going to get down to the point that you can't finish the game
0: I don't know. I like the idea of uh, of like speedrunners or like ch- uh, an, an achievement being like on the first pencil sharpening you find sharpen yourself all the way down and still make it through the game. Because <laughs> <laughs> you realize maybe it, you can every just slide puzzle through has a non. <laughs> <laughs> maybe every puzzle has a non-drawing solution. <laughs> uh, that might be a bit too much work. <laughs>
1: um- but I mean, no. you just have to
0: crawl through places. Like, you can just crawl around puzzles if you're small enough.
1: <laughs> Parkour over them.
0: <laughs> well, you're just lighter and you're smaller. You can fit through gaps and get a bit higher, higher jump or something.
1: Oh, God. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm imagining, <laughs> like, this tiny little pencil running around, like, just it's a razor and tip. That's literally all that you've got. <laughs> you've got the eraser oh, yeah. top and you yep. got the tip. Um, yep. I like the idea that there's arms and legs when when it gets or the eyes that are sort of like just sitting on top, sitting at the front of the um the eraser.
0: Like the idea that by the time it gets to that size, it does look squished. Like the eyes are kind of bulging out, and
1: yeah, Um, I'm seeing in this though what actually starts happening is you realise that you're going to have to start using your eraser powers as well, so breaking circuits and. Yeah, 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 to, that's good, actually. To get We're, out. Yeah. After, after you manage to get into this place and you, you basically set this base to explode, now, as you're running out, you know, any circuit that you've sort of done along the way, you've got to sort of, you know, erase and you're finding yourself that you're, you're shrinking from the top and the bottom. From and both ends. From both ends. <laughs> but I think what can actually happen is there's a doctor who can perform a pencilectomy.
0: Right, you um, get a donor a donor pencil. They can basically,
1: um, yeah, you you can effectively, you know, get get your mind transferred into into a blank, a blank. Um,
0: oh, I kind of like the idea that they just like cut like cut you in half and glue on a ch- glue a chunk of pencil in between. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so that you know, when you, you know get what down I to like? that, so when you get down to that bit, you like are a different colour. Of of lead.
1: Um, they managed to t- extract your essence and put it into one of those refillable grey lead pencils. That you See if <laughs> so, <yeah, for>,
0: like <laughs> tap yourself on the head, bonk, bonk, <laughs> bonk, 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 to like, get the lead down. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, like that. I feel like the controls could be really interesting too, because I'm kind of picturing...
1: Analog drawing controls?
0: Well, sort of, in that... I think if you like hold down the right trigger, he crouches and just puts the tip of his butt on the ground <laughs> and then if you if you use the right thumbstick, he kind of rotates in a circle around himself. Yeah. so if you just literally rotated the whole circle the whole thumbstick in a circle around yourself, you draw a perfect circle around him. yeah, um, so basically it's controlling the direction that your butt is facing, and so and then as you walk. So, like, if you walk sort of upper left and held the thumbstick, like, lower right, then he'd be, like, drawing a a line up in that direction, that sort of thing. Um, Your
1: your hand just came right towards the screen, then, and it's just sort of like,
0: oh, my God. (laughs) You have a 3D... (laughs) Isn't it a 3D TV?
1: It is. (laughs) (laughs) No, I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. Um, So, sequel, pens come down there from outer space, and now now you're teaming up with a um one of those pen erasers you know those erasers that have like that are supposed to be able to erase ink but what they <laughs> oh, what they God. what they do is they they normally rip up rip up paper and it's basically you know in the sequel the the um the whole thing is that almost like a sonic 2 where it was sonic and tails this time it's mm-hmm. a razor head and a razor <laughs>
0: A razor head and a razor. Okay. Um, I was really trying to think of a good pun around pens, but uh, I could not think of it. Oh, in- it could be Independence Day. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, okay. God. All right, yep. click. Yep.
0: Marksman.
1: Message. I mm. Okay, I like that this could be an archery game.
0: Yeah, that's where I was going to. <laughs> but you're Go a on. postman. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say basically that same sort of thing that you. Because I-, <laughs> I-, I got this image in mind of like, someone pays you to send a letter to Joey in like over there, you know, a few blocks yep. over, and you have to aim it. So an arrow like... Lands directly in front of him, sticks into the wall and the, and the, the paper, just like the scroll, just like unravels in front of him. It's got the message on it. Uh, I do kind of like the idea of a, of an archery game where your goal is to just miss the people. Um, that's kind of cool. It's sort of like
1: Paperboy in the way that, you know, you, you sort of, you're going along and you, you got a continuous speed in which you're going along. Mm -hmm, It's like, mm -hmm. okay, uh. Okay, I gotta gotta put this paper here, this message here. <laughs> You're firing it into into people's yards and shit. Oh, um,
0: yeah, okay, I like that. So, so you just get points. Okay, this could be a really cool VR game. Yeah. Um, obviously, yeah, on the back works, of a truck. Um, archery works quite well in VR, but yeah, having to like pick up the right type of thing and then pull it back and and yeah, hit a target correctly with it. So, Um, if there's letters, you you have to hit...
1: um, You really have to be able to hit the mail slot. Like...
0: Well, that's, like, top points. That's, like... Yeah. That's the goal, is, yeah, fire it straight through the mail slot or into a mailbox, maybe. Um, But, you know, if you hit the door, you still get pretty good points. If you smash a window, not as many. You know, if it just goes on the grass, even less. If it it goes into a pile of dog shit, bonus points.
1: Um, And if you skewer a guy through the head... (laughs) <laughs> you're kinda not gonna get any money for that.
0: <laughs> well I think uh, I think in the in the sort of true mode of the game it's almost uh, a you know, point blank style, you've got like three strikes and you're out. So if you <laughs> if you kill people or, or hit people three times, then like it's you have you haven't made it through the mission. But uh, I, like, the I like the
1: idea that um, you it's continually moving down. You've got things that are coming up and uh, next in the quill of of where they need to go. But yeah, you realize oh crap there was actually another message for this house 3 houses back
0: okay reach in and- yeah and you can do- <laughs> yeah so Launch like, it. yeah i kind of i like the idea that you've got i mean it's hard to sort through a bunch of stuff in vr but if you have these letters with big numbers on them um, that have to match up and go to the right house
1: well i think when you pick up a letter what it what it actually does is it highlights the house
0: Right, yeah. I I guess it's just you don't want to make it too easy to to miss houses that you've already gone past. Um, yeah. I,
1: I I like the idea that you know you sort of get a, a a sense of an eagle vision sort of thing in that that house is now um, highlighted. So you turn around and you go, oh crap! It's all the way back there.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So for newspapers, do you have like a bazooka <laughs> or a t-shirt cannon? But buys that, that newspapers.
1: Yeah, I reckon so, um, uh, I so do, Maybe I do. it's
0: different, different levels Or do you have to switch between them to do the right one Or does it automatically switch when you pick up the object
1: Yeah, I think
0: Because I feel like it's a different movement then, right? Obviously, you're not firing, pulling back an arrow You're actually having to aim And you've got the, the barrel of it in front of you And you're really having to aim with the barrel
1: <laughs> Yeah <clears throat> Yeah that's That's actually really cool I've got some and
0: Then maybe Packages Is there something You can do with Packages
1: Um Little catapult <laughs> <laughs> Or no, I,
0: Yeah I like that actually Because You have to like Set it up Ahead of time So like You're not going to Have many packages In a run But it's like You check first You've got Alright I've got A package for Number 5 Number 10 Number 12 So it's like Alright Load it up With package Number 5 For number 5 you're driving down. You do a bunch of letters. You do a couple of newspapers. It's like, all right, five coming up and fire. be you have got to time it ahead well enough that it's going to, you know, flip, do its thing, fire over, and it's like, oh, okay, shit. All right, well, we don't have one coming up till number ten, so I'll fire off a few more letters. All right, load up number ten. and then, oh, yeah. newspaper.
1: Quick, quickly grab the um the t shirt cannon or the newspaper cannon, and <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, they got a they've got a subscription, yeah, <laughs> on the roof. Um,
1: that's no point. <laughs> um, yeah. what What I like is if you've actually missed anything, you can get the guy driving to go around the block and come back. But, you know, the best, the like best way less is- Less
0: points depending on which lap you're on or something.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The whole idea is if, if you can get a whole street done in one lap and then, you know, you can have, um, other little things like- Okay, this this particular house has got a got a sprinkler going, so now you have got to be very careful that you don't get the letter wet, so you can't land yep. it on the lawn, and you've you've got to sort of land it. You can,
0: yeah, yeah. Some of them have more challenges. You know, this one's got a dog. Um, yep. So you know uh, so that if you don't if you don't get it perfect, or maybe you can like distract the dog. Maybe you can like fire out a a stake on one side of the lawn and <laughs> and then throw the paper on the other.
1: But but then again, some dogs, um, depending on the breed, you know, maybe bring the paper in for their master. So you want to get it close to them so that, um, you know, you don't launch launch it onto the roof and the dog can't get it, and therefore the um, therefore the that's true. Their master that's doesn't true. get it.
0: And Actually, yeah, maybe you get like super bonus points if you launch it just right that the dog can catch it in midair. Can catch
1: it in mid air and then run inside. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. Um. Awesome. But yeah, parcels you're trying to land out on. On, like the doorstep um, like on the doorstep Yep. papers either in the newspaper slot of of the mailbox yeah you, you try and actually land it in that in that top top little part or directly at yep. a dog that can catch it um, yeah
0: or maybe on the welcome map
1: or even on the welcome map but if they've got a like a package door. and a um and a um, and a newspaper, you know, you sort of time it that you go, okay, they've got a newspaper, I'll fire off that now, then fire off the catapult, then fire off the letter into the into the letterbox. Yeah, you've
0: got to get the timing right. You know, I think, the, yeah, I think you'd have to be pretty lenient on the packages because the timing is going to be so off. I think you get pretty good points even if you just get it into the right, the yard of the right house. Yeah. Um, but obviously, yeah, like there's a radius, like the closer to the doorstep to the front door, the more points.
1: Hmm. Especially because it's kind of like a um you know, you get a weight and a power that you can put onto it. So if it's a if it's a really um really Right, you uh, have
0: to look at the label. Yeah.
1: <laughs> See the the weight of the package. See the
0: weight. See if it's fragile or not. I wonder if you have <laughs> other options. Can you have to wrap it in bubble wrap or something? <laughs>
1: I'm picturing oh, you put Oh, there's a lot of the, potential there. You, you put the you put the um you put the angle right down but the power right up and it just um this really heavy package <laughs> just crushes the door. <laughs> crushes the dog. <laughs> you 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 want to try and land the um land the fragile glass package on onto the um onto the grass that's a little bit softer or into Yeah, the-
0: onto a, like a, a nice flower bed or something. Yeah. yeah. No, that's really oh, cool. Oh, that's that's cool. I feel like I could make that game. Like I feel like that's simple enough as well. That that's totally one to develop. So I always like when we come up with ideas like that. Yep, so, that's that's a lot of fun. All right. So let's. I think let's we'll leave actually it there have tonight. a quick
1: little chat that okay. before the next episode is released, we mm-hmm. will have competed in the global game jam.
0: This is true, this is true. We are from the weekend of the 25th and 27th, the Global Game Jam is on, and we shall be at the Melbourne site, uh, run as usual by the wonderful Giselle Rosman, who has been on the show, Uh, and uh, we're very excited. Yes, very much so. So we'll be designing
1: a game, hopefully we'll be able to give a little bit of a retrospective, um, not on the next episode, but the one after that.
0: Yep, yep, like we did last year, we'll probably do a little bonus retrospective Yep And uh, we have uh, we have my brother-in-law Ryan coming
1: with us this, this, Another this, uh,
0: Podchaser alumni <laughs> That's right, another Podchaser founder And uh, he's got some art skills, he's the designer on Podchaser so. so
1: hopefully this time it won't be boxy art, it'll actually be pretty art And maybe some good materials yeah, well, and so- shit
0: Exactly. So um, yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. So we will definitely give a report on that.
1: Yes. So I thought we just we we'd say it. Sure, we're going to be recording our next episode before that happens, but this is the last episode before um, before we actually go. So
0: that's true. Uh, yeah. So hey, if you're in Melbourne, come down, come down and join a jam with us. Let us know if you're going to be there's,
1: there. There's still there's still tickets available. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, let us know it's a lot of fun you don't, have
0: can- t- you don't have to stay the whole weekend but uh, we are. you don't have to have <laughs> skills even so we saw we the
1: last year go have a look at our game boom
0: <laughs> 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 boom alright well let's leave it there I think thank you for joining us this week on BitStorm if you want to find us online the best place to go is podchaser.com slash BitStorm all of our socials and everything is are up there
1: <laughs> okay, and we'd like everyone to check out the AGPN network. No, oh, the AGP network, whatever, the Australian Gaming Podcast Network. <laughs> um, AGP Network on Twitter or the Australian Gaming Podcast Network on Facebook. And finally, check out kuridas full length album, Containment Failure, featuring our theme song, Mount Defiance.
0: That's it. So, thank you for joining us again this week on BitStorm. I'm Ben Slinger.
1: I'm Trevor Scott. And, oh my God, I don't have any butt anymore. I've sharpened it all away.